Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Praise the Lord, everyone. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Blessed be his holy name. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it, and they are safe. Father God, we thank you for safety this morning. We thank you that in you we live, move, and have our being. You are the only wise God. Honor, power, and dominion belong to you and you alone. We bless your holy name. Thank you for joining me this morning. This is Overflowing Life Community Prayer Line. I'm Pastor Sherelle Perkins. I'm glad to join you this morning. Um, yesterday evening, we were at a kind of an outdoor, I don't know if you call it a festival or just a community um, gathering that's put on by the area where our church is located. So it's over there at Washington Park, over there in that area. It was very nice to see people out. We had um, the mayor stop through. And I don't know much about him, but I was pretty impressed with how he was with the people yesterday and the things that he said in terms of what will happen in our community to, as he said, for Indianapolis not to uh, follow some of the things that have been going on and to improve relationships within the city. He seemed to be very genuine in his desire to create an atmosphere for the citizens in our community. It was fun to watch people enjoying themselves. You know, they had plenty of food. They had chicken. They had pizza. They had Gatorade. They had... They gave away bikes, the whole gamut. They just enjoyed themselves. But even when I watched what was going on, 
without the power of God. There isn't any transformation of life, really. We see that in Scripture. I think the thing that trips us up in our faith walk, it tripped up Adam and Eve. We're not quick to repent or change because we can't see the consequences of our sin. Not immediately, anyway. For example, in Genesis 1, when Adam and Eve gave dominion over to the enemy, the only real thing that happened was God got mad and they thought they needed clothes. So you anger God and But you're still alive, right? You didn't die like he said you were going to die. Hmm. There are times in our born-again experience that we do things because we get away with things. God doesn't wipe us out. He doesn't destroy us. We get up. We dance the same dance we did the week before. We sing the same song. We get the same reaction. And we get away with it, we think. But when we look at our world, we think about the perfection in which God created it. When God created the earth, he intended it to be a place of dominion for his creation. And I'm reading from Portals to Cleansing by Dr. Henry Malone. It talks about taking your land back from the enemy. See, Adam and Eve didn't realize that there was a land to be taken back. They thought that the big leaves would be enough to cover up the sin that they had committed. When God created the earth, he intended it to be a place of dominion for his creation. His desire was for man and woman to rule the world and enjoy its abundant blessings. For six days, God meticulously attended to every detail of his new world. There was light and darkness day and night. He controlled the atmosphere so that the climate would be comfortable and conducive for life. He added the seas and the dry land. He put grass and herbs and seed on earth. Stars and planets filled the heavens. He created fish and birds and every kind of living creature, beasts of every kind, and cattle. Creeping things filled its landscape. It was all good. There was no death, sickness, or disharmony. There was no disaster or calamity. There was complete balance and harmony, everything was peaceful. It was perfect when man entered the scene. 
morning glory, Adam and Eve were to have been co-rulers of all that God had placed before them. They could have taken the dominion and authority God gave to them as a gift and ruled in righteousness. They could have built a world where every inhabitant would give praise, honor, and glory to God. They could have done all that and more. That was God's desire for his creation. God had placed the destiny of the earth into the hands of Adam and Eve. But in one brief moment, the rule of the earth was switched. It switched hands. Rebellion had catapulted from out of God's perfect world into Satan's perverted one. The earth was polluted with the effects of sin. Corruption entered the scene. All the systems of the earth was disrupted. From stars to the water, from the planet to the animals, everything now shifted from perfection to destruction. The wages of sin had taken root in the earth. We know that our whole earth is groaning under the weight of this sin. I'm not sure if everything changed for Adam and Eve, if there was a visible change even. Apparently, they continued in their bodies. But spiritual death had occurred. And the best that they could do for themselves is to apply fig leaves. We do a lot of things in the earth. But when we are not fueled by Holy Spirit, Hearing the voice of Almighty God, the things we do, they're fig leaves. What I saw yesterday was fig leaves. It was a nice gesture. But it lacked the power to transform lives. Often what we do, even in the name of the Lord, is merely a fig leaf. You see, the root of the problem It's who is God. Romans 1. And I believe part of the problem with the body of Christ is we don't really read the Bible. And when things are difficult and we're not living right, we don't challenge ourselves to go back to truth and say, God, what is truth? You see, the problem that Adam and Eve has, we see it throughout our church world as well as the world. Now, we expect this from the world. They have no other choice. All they can do is sew together fig leaves. We who have received the sacrifice, the shed blood of Jesus Christ, the covering of Almighty God, 
we should be able to live otherwise. Romans 12, 1, verses 21 through 31 are important. They help us build a solid foundation. Paul, in his writings in the book of Romans, tells us exactly what sin is. He exposes a system that we basically have in our political system. We have instigated, and it's called secular humanism. It says, don't worry, there's no God with a capital G. There's only man. You're the God. Not God with a little g, but you are God with a capital G. It's your life. You're in control. Paul, in his writing, calls this type of philosophy foolish. He says, professing to be wise, they become fools, changing the glory of an incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible men and birds, four-legged animals, and creeping things. Actually, that word in Greek actually means morano, where we get the word moron. First man, and if you study and look at theocratic governments throughout the history of mankind, man worship creeping things. four-legged things. Half man, half animal. Next, he began to exalt himself. In this process, man becomes darkened And he creates a system that consists of fig leaves. The sad part of it is that our church world, we can create systems in our life that's merely fig leaves. And I'm asking Heavenly Father in my life personally to reveal where I've covered up with fig leaves, where I am still trying to be in control of my life, where I've exchanged the incorruptible for the corruptible. You see, without God, we do the best that we know how to do. It's called the tree of good and evil. We decide what's good and we decide what's evil. But in the kingdom of God, we have his word. But when we rationalize his word, when we ignore parts of it, because it makes us uncomfortable. We end up, even though we have the blood of Jesus, even though he covers us, we end up with a bunch of fig leaves. So in my own walk this morning, I'm saying, Holy Spirit, expose to me 
ways in which I've sewn together fig leaves to cover up my sin, to cover up areas of rebellion. Show me where I've exchanged the truth of who you are with a lie. Show me where I worship the creature more than the creator. Especially and including myself as the creature. Father God, show me the areas of my life that you have given me over to what I want. And in my ignorance, because you haven't destroyed me, I think I'm getting away with what I want. like a small child that throws a temper tantrum and keeps asking the parent for the same thing over and over and over again. And finally, the parent allows them to do what they wanted to do to begin with. It's not always because the parent changed their mind but they got tired of the buffoonery and they allowed the child to have its way. God, there are areas in our lives that we have asked over and over again. And you would say in your word, no, That's not my way. That's not my will. And Holy Spirit would send conviction. And Holy Spirit would bring us before others that would speak a word and bring conviction. And in the midnight season, when we're laying on our bed and there's no one there but us, we would be reminded of the truth of our sinful nature. Father, some of us hung around with people that told us it's okay. You see, when everybody's wearing fig leaves, You figure fig leaves are most appropriate for the situation. There's always going to be those that will come around us and offer, here come, be part of our circle, wear these fig leaves. And no one would know the difference. And Father, there are times, even in our Christian walk, we exchange the truth for a lie. Show us, Abba Father, the areas in our lives that we have exchanged the truth for a lie. Show us areas that we have compromised, God. Father God, I ask for you to deal truly with me. I seek truth this morning. Deal with us, God. 
show us the areas according to Romans 12, Romans 1, 28, where we did not see fit to acknowledge God or approve of him, to acknowledge you, God, or approve of you, or consider you worth knowing. Where you have given us over to base and condemn minds, to do things that you are not pleased with, Father God, I thank you and I praise you to deliver us from all unrighteousness and iniquity. Deliver us from covetousness, greed, and malice. Deliver us from areas of envy and jealousy, murder and strife, deceit and treachery. Deliver us from ill will and cruel ways. Deliver us from being secret backbiters and gossipers. Deliver us from being slanderers, hateful, and hating you, God. Deliver us from being full of insult arrogance and boasting deliver us from being inventors of new forms of evil disobedient and undutiful to parents deliver us from the areas that we have lived without understanding consciousness faithless heartless loveless, and merciless. Father God, there are areas where Holy Spirit brings conviction. And we choose to continue to do it our way. Deliver us, Father. We repent of all unrighteousness. We repent of everywhere that we have made ourselves, God. With a big G. Father God, deliver us from areas where we have turned to other people. And ask for their acceptance. Where we have compromised. Forgive us for the lives that we have compromised. When people have come to us and we have said, Oh no, your sin is fine. Here, here's a fig leaf. Just go cover yourself up. It'll be okay. Forgive us, Father God, for all the while that we have rationalized away the truth and the conviction of your word. Because of it, Father, many of us Or in a season of our life. Let me pray for me right now. I don't know whether this applies to other people. Father God, many of us have come to the place where we have missed the mark so often. that we need to trust, rely on totally and completely 
the redemptive work of Calvary to restore, redeem, and release. Father God, I saw a world saw people that want relief from the lies of the adversary, that are trying to figure out how to be free, how to live whole, complete lives. And the church runs around with fig leaves. And allow people to continue in sin. Because leaders want to continue in sin. Deliver us, Father. As you walk over the earth. Looking for those that are faithful. Find us faithful, God. Find us living intentionally, on purpose, doing your will, God. Father God, we praise you, we magnify you, we glorify you, we worship you, God. We recognize your holiness, and your magnificence. Your righteous, kind, loving God. But we have been headstrong and hard-headed. We've wanted what we wanted the way we wanted. And we've assumed that because you didn't strike us dead, that it's all right with you. For we have assumed, Father, that we're in control. We would never say it with our mouth. But, Father God, our lifestyle says we're controlling our world. And, Father, the truth is we've exchanged control for bondage. God, you have not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. So, Father, I ask that you would bring conviction into our lives. Show us the little foxes. Show us the big foxes. Father, show us the little conversations. that undermine the integrity of who we are. Show us the little things that we've ignored that have crept into our lives as a result of our hearts being far from you. Father, it's possible to have a form of godliness, denying your power with hearts so far from you. Father, in my life, my life, as I open up my eyes, I realize, God, that little by little, 
their decisions that I made. That didn't bring you glory. Father, help me make new decisions, right decisions, not based on fig leaf mentality. but decisions based on the truth of who I am, the real me, the me that Jesus died for, shed his blood for, covered. Anything else is a lie, just a fig leaf trying to survive in a broken world, not even seeing its own brokenness, thinking that somehow in its quest to know good and evil, has given over dominion to the adversary. Your blood purchased us, bought us back. Father, teach us how to apply the blood so that we can walk in victory. Hallelujah, God, I praise you, and I magnify you, God. You have given us everything that pertains to life and godliness, and we grasp it, we hold on to it. We desire it, God. Father God, we have participated in fig leaf Christianity. I'm sure that if I were to survey the people I encountered yesterday, most of them will say, I'm a Christian. Father God, I look forward to the time that when we gather together, we gather in power, tearing down strongholds in our community. Show us how to be light in darkness. Show us how to bring you glory and honor in the earth. How to advance your kingdom that's not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Father God, homes need your peace. So many precious babies yesterday. So many little ones, God. Dancing and laughing. Families, Father. Grasping to hold on to something. There are hearts that were wounded. Bikes were given away. But there wasn't enough for everyone. 
I'm sure, Father, there was a heart that was broken yesterday. So disappointed, God. Touch that heart, Father. They're the little things that we think children should get over. But these little things reinforce the lie of the enemy. And as we grow old, the little things grow old with us. And as we get bigger, the little things get bigger too, God. Sometimes, Daddy, we don't even understand what it is we're wrestling with. But, Lord, I thank you for a word, and I thank you to live in a country where I can study your word. To whom much is given, much is required. Father God, I'm sure that there were those out there yesterday that laughed and danced but went home to pain and sorrow. Father, I would imagine there may have been people out there that hadn't eaten all day long, and they were thankful for free food and Gatorade. So, Father... I ask that you would touch every home that was represented. That you would bring deliverance, the truth, and the reality of who you are. I pray conviction over the lives of everyone that profess the name of Jesus. Father God, I pray for the young man that teaches our fitness class, God. He had the nerve to pray for everyone out there, God, even with a broken heart. So this morning, God, I pray for him. I ask that you would continue to strengthen this young man. I don't know his whole story. But I know that he has recently divorced from his high school sweetheart and had attempted to date someone that passed away after his second date when he finally got the courage to date again. So, Father God, I ask that you would be with him. I thank you for his boldness, God. I thank you that in due season, Father God, that you would answer all of his questions, God. And the prayer that he prayed, that the people would be blessed. I thank you, Father God, that the people will be blessed, God. Father, I lift up our new mayor in this city, I don't know his political track record. I won't even pretend like I do. But I liked his countenance. Father God, I ask that you would strengthen his resolve 
to make Indianapolis a better place to live. I ask that you would strengthen his resolve to create a city where all social economic people can find safety and peace in their homes and in their streets. And that there would be a police force that would care and be committed to the community. Father God, I thank you that you raise up leaders in our city that would lead with hearts of integrity and truth and love, that would understand the difference between the blood of Jesus and fig leaves. Father, I pray for the Christian leaders in our community that are so quick to want to be accepted by the world that they forget we're the ones with the power. The blood of Jesus is more than enough. The glory of God is a better covering than the fig leaf any day. So continue to raise up men and women of God that would move in our community to bring deliverance and healing to all of your people, God. That would lift up a righteous standard, not a religious standard, but a righteous standard. Father, we bind the spirit of religion that would cause us to exchange one lie for another. Father, religion creates so many rules and regulations that we couldn't keep them any better than we could keep the Ten Commandments. Father, it is your heart desire to have a people led by Holy Spirit that would have your spirit and operate in it 24-7. Thank you, Father, that you're raising up people that will love and honor you, God, and people. Father, I recognize that there are needs in the community, practical needs. And I understand, Father, that having a group of people come together to try to give hope and love to a community is so important. But, Father, without your power, it's just fig leaves. Father God, show us as your servants how to participate, where to go, what to do, where to serve, God. As you draw your church out of the four walls, out of religious bondage. Show us how to walk the streets of Indianapolis like Jesus walked the streets of Galilee, bringing healing and deliverance to people that need to know you. Father, Jesus himself said the healed, got it going on, folk, they may not need a Savior. 
but those that are sick and broken. They need a healer, God. Father, from my perspective, that means we all need Jesus. So I pray, Father God, for Christ to be manifest in the earth, in the community, in the streets of Indianapolis, and um, our nation, our world. Show us in the church how to be like Antioch. Yesterday I saw a diversity of people. Don't know if they actually lived in the community. I don't know. But let your church be like Antioch, diverse, with one plan and one purpose, and that is to bring you glory and to bring you honor. Doing the things that look like Christ, healing, delivering, setting people free. In Jesus' name. Amen. Is there a prayer request this morning? Yes, Sister Sherelle, I would like to pray for um, Pastor Maurice Munford and his wife. They're trying to adopt some children. Uh, and they some snags, but they really do want these children. And for a lady named Tammy, uh, say she lost her son about a year ago, and she's still struggling. Okay, let me, I need to write. You said Mumford? Mumford. Uh, Maurice Mumford. And did you, and at the end you said Tammy Fay? Tammy Fay, S-E-A-Y. Two different situations, right? Correct. Okay, the first one is adopted children, and the second one is? Uh, where she lost her son, uh, dealing with the police situation uh, about a year ago, and she's still struggling with it. Okay. All right. Any other prayer requests? Father God, we praise you and we magnify you, Father. We recognize, Lord. Father God, I lift up Tammy. Say, Father, I praise you and I thank you, Lord God, that as we bring her before you, Father God, we recognize that in our process of grieving, We're often overwhelmed with sorrow, depression. We ask, Father, that you would comfort her, Father. We asked her, we ask, Father God, that you would rest in your peace and your love. We thank you, Jesus, that you bore our sicknesses and our griefs. And all of the distress and weakness that comes, that you've carried our sorrows. So we know that you are with Tammy, carrying her sorrows, bearing her grief, God. We thank you to bind up and heal her broken heart. Father God, I don't know all the circumstances. We're often in the middle of grieving. 
the enemy, the accuser of the brethren, brings accusation. Father, I praise you and I thank you, Lord God, that you would give her peace in her mind, that she would realize that you are the I am. And that whatever transpired before that moment, that the blood of Jesus is enough to bring healing and redemption in her life. And that you are with her. You are with her son. That you would never leave her that you are her support and her comfort, God. We thank you, Father God, that you would surround her with loving, kind friends. That would hear from you, discern her heart and her situation, God. Father, there are times people come around and their words and attitudes can be so painful. And Father, they mean well. Sometimes. But may not understand her and her process. But we pray, Father God, that she would not grieve as one that does not know the Lord, that understands the eternal process, that our lives are bigger than our nucleus of family. That somehow, Father, every life is cherished by you. And your heart breaks. Your heart breaks. Just like ours. Father, we don't often recognize how much you truly love us. How much you care about everything that goes on in our lives. Father, I lift up the parents that have lost children. I know when my brother died, mom became Asha and grieved almost to the point of death. Although I lost a brother, she lost a son. And although he was 40 years old, he was still her son. So, Father, I pray for those that have lost children, God. Father, I thank you that you understand the pain. I thank you that they're comforted with the comfort of the Holy Spirit. Father, I don't know how prayer works. I just know you say to pray. And I don't know this moment if every heart of every person that's ever lost a child is touched with this prayer or how it reaches down and becomes our reality. But, Father, I submit this prayer that every heart of every parent that's ever lost a 
whether it's been a year, 20 years, 30 years. Father, I still miss my brother. And I anticipate the crazy conversations that we used to have on the other side of eternity. Because God, you don't take our personalities away from us. I'm sure that he's having a ball studying (laughs) galactic warfare in the heavenlies. So I know if I have not forgotten and I miss him, I can't imagine what a grieving parent feels. So Father, comfort parents that have lost children with the comfort of the Holy Spirit. Be their counsel their comforter, their help, their defense, their strength. Stand by them. Stand stand by, Tammy say, in the timing of her grief and sorrow. Father, I ask that even in the midst of all of this, that she finds your joy and your peace and a release that can only happen in our trust and reliance on you. Father God, I know that adoption delights your heart. Oh my, it's late, but I'm going to pray for the Mumford family real quick. I know that adoption delights your heart. For you have adopted us, giving us a place of safety and hope. Father, children need parents. They need to be loved and cared for. I don't know these people's character, but I trust the person that asked me to pray for them. Father, open up an avenue for these children to have a family and for the Mumfords to be able to share the love of Jesus Christ and the love of a parent with children that are in need. Father, I also lift up the whole adoption situation. There are a lot of children that need homes and foster homes because of the pain, because of the world that we live in. I ask, Father God, that you would open up the hearts of many to provide safe homes for children, whether through adoption or foster care, that truly will love and care for these children. I ask, Father God, for a system that is not so stringent that it hinders the adoption process. I know people mean well, but Father God, there are times where mercy is needed and the care of the child is more important than every T crossed and I dotted. I know that they're there for a reason, God. But, Father God, I ask, Lord, for favor to rest upon this family. And if there are things that they need to fix in order for the children to really have a place of peace and love, God, help them in fixing the process and doing their part, God, and open up avenues for more adoptions and more children finding safe places to learn what it means to be loved 
In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us this morning. This has been Overflowing Life Community Prayer Line. I'm Pastor Sherelle Perkins. I am so grateful for each and every one of you and the time that you spend with us. We're here every morning, Tuesday through Friday. If you happen on this recording at www.talkshoe.com, you can dial in 724-444-7444. Call ID 138768. So until tomorrow morning, you are blessed and highly favored. Walk in it. In Jesus' name, amen. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.